good morning and welcome to Cyclist Not Biker Podcast, episode four. Um, a pointless exercise in talking about stuff. Uh, today, uh, it's going to be a short episode. I'm just going to tell a couple of stories of cycling and then uh, everybody can go back to whatever they're doing or you could just go back to it now. That's also fine. So uh, stay tuned for some shit. Well, um, here we are again, my cycling and non-cycling friends. We are on the cusp of another Taco Tuesday, and uh, I'm kind of gearing up for serving, slinging some tacos tonight, and um, kind of quickly trying to make plans for the big uh, ride across Iowa, which is coming up in like a week and a half or something. Yeah, it's crazy to think that Ragbri is already here. Um, I just picked my now uh, readjusted touring bike up yesterday. Um, and I don't know what your plans for Ragbri are. It's going through my hometown of Denison this year. So I feel semi-obligated to be there for Ragbri. Um, but I, I don't think I'm going to do it. It's hot. There's like... 1,000 billion people, um, a lot of them riding poorly. The route this year, it looks fun, and people are like, oh, this looks like it's going to be a good time, but it's uh, it's a little beastie in places. So um, I, I know, especially around um, my old stomping grounds, I used to ride the, the Highway 59 and uh, 141 and all that that go through and around Denison, Iowa, and it's hilly as shit. And that is the one thing in all of the years that I've been exposed to and or ridden ragbri, people complain about is or talk about is whether or not it's hilly. Well, folks, who fucking cares? If you're going to ride it, just ride the goddamn thing. Don't worry about the hills. Um, oh, our special guest is back today, finally. Hi, Bath. Yeah. Wow, he came all the way up here to the uh, studio, and he is, he's got, hold on, he's got a message for everybody. What are you trying to say, bud? Yeah, I thought, I thought that might be what you would say. Um, yeah, so Bathory's here, and he is pissed, so uh, back to Ragbri. Um, Ragbri's a great time, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to badmouth it for the, uh, the masses out there. Um, it's definitely morphed into something slightly uh, different than the first time that I saw Ragbri come through my hometown uh, my, like in 1985 or something. I was a little a wee lad um, seeing all these people having fun. Um, I have ridden Ragbri as a kid. I've played in cover bands that played on stages at Ragbri back in the day. Um, and then I've altogether graduated in my old codgerdom to uh, riding to wherever all of us baggers are meeting up and then um, I don't know somehow getting drunk and pissed off about something and then coming home happens like every year I get to a point where it's like oh man why am I still doing this Um, I suppose it's kind of akin to the same thing that people go through at their jobs or with their cat not shutting the hell up hey 
I'm aware that you're in the room. Why don't you have a seat on the couch? It's very nice. Um, Bathory, everyone. He's a 15-year-old orange tabby, and he's also been through a bunch of bike rides, but uh, he's not great at pedaling, so he took his bike away. So anyway, Ragbrice coming up. Um, in my personal life, uh, we also have our family reunion, which is in Lakeview, um, a little northeast of Denison. On the same day, it's going to be in town. Uh, really poor planning there uh, for Ragbri or my family. I don't know. Eat, uh, or both. Uh, although Ragbri has been doing this uh, same weekend for 45 years now. Yeah, here's a fun fact, folks. Uh, I was born the week after the first Ragbri. And if you're any good at math, you can guess that I am, that's right, old balls. Uh, anyway, back to cycling. So I get my touring bike back yesterday and I had a nice late night ride. Um, we got it recabled and cleaned up. And uh, thanks to Ed and Jen at Beaverdale Bikes for always um, kicking my bike's ass in a good way. Um, Ed and Jen build amazing wheels. Um, most of my bikes roll on custom wheels built by them. Uh, they specialize in um, doing custom commuter and touring rigs and uh, generally being fun people to talk to. Um, so I, I highly recommend Beaverdale Bikes. And okay, when I built this touring bike, um, I obtained a uh, Salsa Titanium Via frame, uh, the 2012 like Linsky made model from a friend of mine uh, many years ago, but um, with the intentions of making it like, uh, I'm going to make the dumbest touring bike I can possibly make. So I did. Uh, built this thing up. Um, oh man, was it like five, six, seven years ago? Maybe? Six years ago? Five years? I, I don't know. Taylor, if you're out there, you, you would know when I bought it. I have a terrible memory. Um, so I get this thing, build it up. Um, but when I built it up, maybe it was three years ago that I built this one. I might get, I had one of the, the second generation orange uh, steel vias, which also came out around the same time. And that was like my go-to bike for everything. Uh, Serum, Trans-Iowa, Ragbri. Um, if you are looking to get an affordable and a versatile bike, the, the Via is, it's a jack of all trades. It's not particularly fantastic at any of them, at least the older ones, but it is also at the same time really fantastic at being a Via. So I build up the Thai Via and uh, I've, I've ridden some, some fun touring with it, but I think when I built it up, my health was starting to fail. It was before I got back into um, not being a fat piece of shit <clears throat> all the time. Um, so, and I had like heavy CST, like e-bike touring tires on it, which oddly enough over the years have worn 0%, very strange, um, for a $15 tire, uh, but they're e-bike tires. And honestly, uh, they were a little heavy and cumbersome and didn't roll worth a shit, but I never had a flat on that bike ever. Well, I finally upgraded, um, 
put some Schwalbies on it. Um, and man, so I went out and rode this thing last night, threw on the old bags, um, the, the new tires and, um, <laughs> and what, what Ed did to it was I built this bike, uh, from frame up by myself and at a time in my life where I was a less than functioning alcoholic, um, I think I had just uh, had a bunch of bad shit happen in my life, and I was just drinking all the time. So uh, right after I built the bike, I had gone by the the shop, and Ed's like, let, let me take a look at this thing. And I had already, like, I had rerouted the chain through the rear derailleur wrong. Like, that was the first step. So he's been cleaning up the mess of this bike for many years. Um, he's got it totally cleaned up. I mean, it's like a totally different bike. Um, I want to ride it. Uh, I should be on a gravel bike and out pounding some hills before I have to really get some work done today. But instead, I'm talking to you about this bike that I'm thinking about riding, which is my Taivaya touring bike. Um, had a great time rolling around. There was a lot of people out last night. It was a Monday night. Monday night no drop ride here in Des Moines um, had already broken up um, it was a little greasy out to say the least and uh, real mosquito-y where I was at uh, luckily mosquitoes don't mess with me but they do still like to congregate around me which is creepy as shit and like I know you guys aren't going to bite me and I know we're not going to be friends um, because of our you know communication barrier and whatnot so uh, yeah piss off get out of here and uh, so I was at Orlando's, <clears throat> and uh, on my way back through, it really reminded me um, the temperature, the time of night um, of my old Via. And really, this Thai Via rides similar to the, um, the old steel Via. It's a little bit twitchy in front. Um, I don't know that the Thai Via was engineered to be a loaded touring bike, but you know, who, who gives a shit about what it's intended to do? You just use it for what it's, you know, what you want to do. Um, so kind of like the feel of this, I've had those same Arkell bags for like a century. Um, they've definitely seen some love and a lot of miles over the years. But, uh, back when I lived out by the coming tap, um, I was going through a, kind of messy divorce and was kind of waiting for, um, waiting to get my house back to myself. So I lived off my, uh, my old via for probably three weeks and it was the three weeks leading up to Ragbri. So what I'm getting at here is that I had this really weird flashback and I didn't, I didn't have my Hennessy hammock or my tent on the bike, but I did have my sleeping pad and sleeping bag and pack pillow and all that nonsense on there. I just hadn't gotten around to unpacking my bike packing stuff to load in my more cumbersome, actual normal touring stuff um, for this fun ride. But uh, man, I, I really just kind of wanted to stop and uh, relive the, the good old shitty days and throw my hammock up in a couple trees in Waterworks. Um, yeah, folks, I, I lived, basically lived in waterworks for a couple weeks, um, in my hammock. So every night I would, <laughs> after getting done working, I would drink myself into a coma 
ride over to Waterworks, find a my secret spot way back in the back, and uh, poorly tie my hammock up. I tell you what, uh, drunken hammock hanging. Uh, there are some things that can go wrong with that. Definitely. Um, most definitely. Uh, but it, it, at the same time, it, it's just tying knots. It's not like, you know, breaking tent poles or losing stakes, that kind of, that kind of shit. Anyway, I, I was having those flashbacks like, man, you know, no matter how hard life hits you in the junk. Um, and you know, the, the last, 18 months have been very junk punchy in my life and in a lot of people's lives. Um, actually most of the people I know have been having, um, a rough time of things one way or another. And, um, I love you guys. I, I hope everybody pulls through. Um, this isn't necessarily a, uh, like political, political underlyings to that statement. People have really been, you know, friends coming down with cancer and, uh, business issues and of shit like that, you know, um, man, I'm going to cry on the podcast. Uh, it's quite a, this is a really personal podcast, uh, today folks and an unprecedented two day in a row recording. Um, I guess I'm just too lazy to type things on the blog anymore. So I'm just going to do, uh, do this. So anyway, um, I, I did manage to make it through waterworks without, having a goddamn nervous breakdown or attempting to set up camp, um, which I'm sure the stoker is, uh, stoked that, uh, I was passed out in the couch this morning instead of like sleeping in fucking waterworks or, uh, I don't know. They fire that guard that shot somebody in waterworks because that's a whole nother ball of wax. Like I don't want to get killed, uh, while I'm sleeping in waterworks by some fucking dumb shit, uh, rent a cop with a fucking fake badge and a gun. Um, nobody wants that. So if you are in fact a fucking dumb shit, fat waste of life, uh, that happens to also have a job where you have a gun and you are not actually part of the government enforcing any kind of laws. You're just fucking guarding, um, a park. Do yourself a favor leave the gun in the holster, I guarantee you, you will not run into a situation in Waterworks or Gray's Lake that you need to fucking shoot someone. Don't shoot people, folks. That goes for everybody. Stop shooting people. That's my PSA for today. Ride bikes, drink beer, don't fucking shoot people. Anyway, back to the meandering. So it it was a very successful... Uh, and fun time, kind of taking a solo ride um, last night on the the Via, um, and n- nothing weird happened. Nothing broke. The bike rolled like a champ. I didn't see what my uh, Strava stats were for the. I don't know. I'm Stravaing my touring bike ride, but I've been obsessively recording every single inch that I ride this year to make sure that I have a, a good base of knowledge on how good or bad this is uh, this is <clears throat> this is going this year. Um, I, I'm shooting for 5,000 miles, and I'm over halfway there, which is good since we're also I think halfway to the end of the year. Uh, but I'm gonna have to get in some big. Um, big winter miles 
and uh, I'm shooting for 7,500 for 2019. Um, I would love to get back in the 10 zone, but um, I just, I don't live, <laughs> I live in town now, so hitting 10,000 miles is tough when you're not forced to ride a minimum of 25 to 30 miles a day for commuting. Um, that really did help bulk up the mileage. I could just get up in the morning and, oh, here comes, hold on. Excuse me. I could get up in the morning and ride 30 miles every single day. Um, like, you know, right out to the coming tap and then back into downtown before I work. But um, I guarantee I would do that three times before it got old. I'm like, uh, I'm not really... Maybe I need to start doing... Maybe I need to get a job in Martinsdale. Um, every day, my job is just to show up, high-five some dude at a gas station, and then ride back. And then... There we go. Problem solved. Now I have a minimum of 40 miles per day, and I'll definitely hit 10,000 miles. What a great training plan, huh, guys? This is the part where, like, an applause track would be. Um, okay, so yesterday, this 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 all segues to say, yesterday I was talking about um, the Wolf Tooth uh, components, Roadlink DM, uh, and my attempt at making it uh, compatible with SRAM, uh, rival one derailleur, which it's fucking not. Um, so don't do that. Also, I have a Roadlink DM for sale currently. Um, so if anybody is looking for one, um, and they have the proper derailleurs, according to the compatibility chart on the website, uh, I will sell it to you for 20 bucks shipped. Um, if you're in town, I don't know. I might just give it to you. Um, I'm never going to own a bike that needs this and has Shimano components because I don't, I don't fuck with Shimano components, um, ever. Uh, I guess I have one bike that has Ultaker shifting, but it's a, it's a tandem. So that's kind of like, I'm not the only one I, I have, it's like a guilty, two guilty parties riding Shimano. Um, so Project Pink, this is a bike that I have covered fairly extensively on the uh, website. Um, it is a pink twin six standard rando that I have uh, built up with 650B wheels built by Ed Vick at Beaverdale Bikes. Um, it's, it's rolling some Envy rims because he found some 650B NV rims when they were uh, unloading them on clearance. And uh, wow, uh, it's, it wasn't too much more than just getting some Chinese-made um, Chinese carbon rim, like Nexty. Okay, it's a little bit more expensive than a Nexty. But uh, if you are looking to get a 650B NV wheel set built up, go to Ed. I think he has at least one more set of these rims and they're phenomenal rims. Um, uh, so I, I've got the, 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 I've had some issues with it. I built the bike myself, um, for my birthday last year. I got like the, the last parts of kind of like the bike shop set that I've always wanted, you know, a bearing press, a couple other things. So I put in the bottom bracket, the press fit bottom bracket, um, and somehow it still works. Uh, so 
if you've had an improperly installed press fit bottom bracket, which evidently does happen quite a bit, um, I don't know how the fuck that happens quite a bit because I did it and I am a terrible mechanic. I will tell you this time and time again, I probably shouldn't be working on my own bikes, but somehow I have not died from it yet. <clears throat> that remains to be seen what turns up in the getting killed because my bike has a really wicked mechanical screaming down a hill in the middle of traffic. Um, yeah, I think I just, uh, final destination to myself. Shit. Okay. So project pink, we, I had some, some mechanical issues. I had a crank set that, um, had some issues with threads. Um, I had some tire problems. I, I, all this stuff is covered on the website. We don't really have to go with that. But so I'm like, I, I wanted, I built it up one by 11 and I had a 12 to 32 cassette in the back, which is fantastic in Iowa if you're not getting into too much climbing, which is <clears throat> probably like 75% of the riding I do um, around the metro area. The, the, a climb is like just you know going up a small, small hill. There's not a lot of climbing until you get out into the gravel stuff. And I've taken this thing out and I've done some pretty wicked um, gravel climbing on it. And man, that 32, 42 front, yeah, excuse me, it, uh, I mean, it works great, but you know, once you start getting into, and I think I talked about this yesterday, once you start getting into that like 50, 60 mile range and you weigh, you know, 250, like I do, it is, uh, it, you could use maybe, uh, another gear to beneath that to be able to sit down and just kind of spin up hills. So anyway, I decided that I was going to put on this, uh, I was going to switch the 32 to a 42. That'll have me effectively running a, a one-to-one ratio for my granny gear, um, which is, <laughs> riding it around town, it seems kind of ridiculous. Um, yes, and that's me alluding to the fact that I made it, I made it work finally. Um, it is kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, when you're, you know, rolling up Cemetery Hill out on Old Portland Road, uh, you kind of, I personally will need this gear. Okay, so I had ordered a long cage derailleur to make this happen. So I, I tried, and I had a new chain laying around, and so I, I get, yesterday I get this long cage derailleur, and I go to put it on the bike, and I pop the old derailleur off, which is when I when I bought the group set, it said that <laughs> the derailleur was a, a medium cage. Um, I bought it from a private seller in Canada. I don't know. Maybe in Canada, that's a medium-sized uh, derailleur cage. I This is my first foray into 1x11 stuff, so I'm like, okay, eh, that looks medium. It could definitely be longer. Uh, I get the new derailleur out. <clears throat> And, uh, oh, lo and behold, the long cage derailleur that just came in, uh, is the same cage length. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Then I put that back in the box. I pulled off the, I pulled apart the, uh, pulleys for the old, uh, the old derailleur and cleaned them out because they were pretty disgusting from lots of gravel, grimy. And also recently I rode through about a mile and a half of the river because I refused to take the detour that was posted um, due to stupidity and utter disregard for my bike component's health. 
Um, that's how I roll. Fake it, then break it. <clears throat> so I, I sat down last night before I did the, the ride on the touring bike, and I'm like, I'm going to get this all settled. So I slapped the old, uh, formerly known as medium cage rear derailleur, back on the bike, all cleaned up and pretty and functional and happy. <clears throat> I uh, slap new chain on, um, take out a couple links, uh, do a little um, derailleur stop adjustment and a little this and that adjustment, and holy cow, I now can shift into the 42 on the rear. Amazing. Um, I don't know if it's uh, if running a 42-42 is uh, even really supposed to happen, but guess what? It works barely. <clears throat> so you know, I took it for a spin around the, the neighborhood, and uh, uh, oh, here's another fun fact. This I think this was the actual point that I was going to get to today. Um, the ride that I had to ride through the river on pink bike, um, I had just gotten back from traveling. I was up in the mountains for a while, and the, I don't know if it was the elevation messing with me or it was like the 5th of July was a nasty one it was just like 99 degrees and just gross out but uh, I was on a 60 mile loop which I then um I got to Carlisle it was like mile 13 or 14 stopped at a Casey's and got like a Red Bull and a bag of uh Blaze Doritos because it was you know America so I gotta be America um I don't usually drink Red Bull on a ride but I was just not feeling it and uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back the way I came because that's. Uh, I hate doing that. <clears throat> I like loops. Out and backs are okay, but I like loops. And this was supposed to be a nice sized loop, and I had the time carved out for it. So uh, I get past um, get past Carlisle, get down to uh, Somerset Park, which is a few miles south. And I'm like, man, I. I feel like my legs are just like I can't push this bike. Like I'm struggling to maintain like a 15, 16 mile per hour um, on a bike trail <clears throat> with somewhat of a tailwind, and uh, it just wasn't working. You know, you guys had the, those days like real bad leg days where you're like, come on, legs, like really, this is what we're doing now. Yeah, that was that day, and. Uh, Finally, I peeled off. I'm like, well, I'll just take this. There's a, once you hit the Somerset Park, you can bang right on the gravel and start heading back towards the Norwalk coming area. Uh, for those of you who don't live in the, uh, in Iowa or ride gravel south of town, <clears throat> um, it's a, it's a really great shortcut if you don't want to go all the way down to Indianola and across to Martinsdale or across and then up to Norwalk. Um, on a on a road ride, you can cut about 20 miles out of a 57 mile ride, I believe it is, from door to door in my place. Um, so anyway, I I get to Somerset, I'm like I'm like I'm just I'm gassed, I'm done. Uh, get across the highway, start riding uh, west on gravel, and there's some like fresh rock, and I don't know. I didn't check my tire pressure before I left, but it just seemed like my tires were like rock hard. And I never, I never go above like 50 PSI on those 650 Bs. Cause it's, I mean, why even bother with them then? 
So generally, it's a pretty plush ride, but it's just like a harsh ride. It's hot out. There's no freaking shade. Um, I can hear dogs barking, and I've had some pretty shitty run-ins with uh, dogs on gravel lately, and I was not in the mood for dog sprints. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the day I, I get eaten alive by somebody's freaking farm dog. So I called it quits. I texted the stoker and was like, hey, um, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. And luckily, since we share locations uh, 24 hours a day, it was simply a, hey, I need a ride. Text back, okay, I see where you're at. I'll be right there. Um, Thank you, GPS, and thank you for technology to making me not have to describe where I'm at. Uh, also, it was a really good place to quit because it's right off Highway 65, which goes directly into downtown um, and right right by our house. So super convenient. I get rescued, and I'm just still like, what the hell? Like, why? I couldn't even, like, take the shortcut. Like, it just wasn't happening. I would have died out there on the gravel, and you would have never had to listen to the last couple episodes. I suppose it's a win-win for... Uh, for nobody. Oh, what the hell? So morbid today. Um, so as I have pink bike up in the stands in the stand last night, uh, working on the shifting, I get it pedaling and all of a sudden it's like, what is all this liquid on the floor? Well, (laughs) let me tell you about the liquid on the floor. Turns out that when you ride through like over the bottom bracket, deep water for a mile and a half, uh, your rims will fill up with water. And mine are taped off for tubeless, but not set up tubeless yet, thankfully. So I can easily um, take the tires off and drain them. But turns out that my front and rear rims were full of <laughs> river water, um, basically making the wheels uh, rotational um, forces working against me more than usual. Uh, so it explains why I got worn out so fast. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just me trying to Sam-splain um, why I was such a wuss that day. But, you know, as I've said before, it's imperative that when you get into, you know, riding in what could be possibly dangerous situations, it's very imperative that you understand that you have to be able to know when to say when. I can never stress that enough. Um, you can, you know, you've got plenty of people out there, podcasts that are like bark at you about like form and training and equipment. But like, I'm telling you, my main message to you is be safe and know when it's time to quit. Because if you don't quit when it's time to quit, that's when you get hurt. And that will take you out of the biking game potentially for maybe the rest of the season, maybe just for a couple weeks, maybe just a couple days. But I mean, those are, you know, hours you could be spent in the saddle having a good time instead of being laid up, possibly missing work. Um, I had a situation a long time ago uh, where I, when I lived out in Cumming um, and the aforementioned long commute every day that I um, ended up wrecking because I was tired and trying to push harder than I should have and I should have just taken a you know one of my old fun things to do was 
uh, eat a eat a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli and then take a nap on the side of the road and then get up and feel like totally recharged. Um, I don't do that anymore because I don't fuck with processed foods. And uh, huh, I can't believe I don't say this every podcast, but I am a vegan cyclist, um, which you know that that takes ninety nine percent of the food on the road out of the game. But I ended up wrecking and. Um, really messing up my hand pretty bad. So I had to, I had to commute one handed from coming for like eight weeks. Um, and it wasn't a like, well, maybe I'll just stay with the friends with friends in town, or maybe I can take some time off. Like there was, I couldn't take any time off. You know, when you're, uh, when you work in a kitchen and you're actively the person running that kitchen, uh, on a daily basis, uh, taking time off for your handy heel. And let me tell you, I also I was rolling sushi at the time, and so I had to <clears throat> wrap my cast uh, with totally with plastic wrap, which if you roll sushi, you have got a shitload of plastic wrap around, and basically roll sushi one one handed with like kind of pulling it together with my plastic wrapped food safe cast. Um, what a nightmare. Anyway, those are the kind of funny-ish situations you can get into when you don't call it quits when you should. <clears throat> um, all right, getting back to the, the pink bike. So I, I am in the process now of swapping tires out for the 24 hours of coming. I'm currently running the Terravale Ramparts, which are, are fantastic tires for um, jacking around town and for... Um, kind of like, uh, I don't know, I like to call it hero gravel, basically just a hard pack, <clears throat> maybe even a little moist. Um, it's, it's, they're great for that, but they're, they're pretty heavy. The one I have like the flat proof ones because for training, why not? Um, I mean, come on. I even took on probably like two pounds of water in each wheel. Why the fuck not? I have the heavier tire. Um, so I'm, I'm switching back out to the uh, WTB Byway 47 650Bs for the 24 Hours of Coming race. Um, I think I've also got like some 51 Nards in the garage for some reason. I might try those out on gravel sometime, but I mean, talk about a heavy tire. Like those are great for bike packing. Definitely not for gravel racing um, unless you're a crazy person. This is going on a lot longer than I had planned. So today I'm going to be um, swapping out tires, draining out those wheels, and uh, continuing to ride the Via because, man, that touring bike, oh, it's like such a freaking Cadillac. I think I might trade saddles with something else, the uh, Brooks um, C17, the Cambium that I've had on there forever. I don't know. It's just... it, it belongs in a different bike. I don't know how I've ridden that as a touring saddle for so long. It's not, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just getting old and my iron taint isn't as iron taint as it used to be. It's sure taint, is it? <clears throat> Dad jokes. All right. Anyway, really need to wrap this up for the day. Um, going to be out at uh, coming Iowa tonight serving tacos if you're in the area stop down the trails are clear 
Um, there's no flooding and there's no rain in the forecast for today, amazingly, for the first time in, well, first Tuesday in a while. And uh, it'll be a good time. And it's kind of a special evening. Tonight is the Bob, the owner of the Coming Tap. It's his birthday. So if you want to come out and you know say hi to me and thank me for wasting at least a half an hour of your day by blabbing about two bikes and being bad at riding gravel, um, and then give give Bob like twenty thousand high fives. Um, he is one of the he's one of the greatest people I've met. Um, thank you, Bob, for everything that you've done for me and for the cycling community. Um, there are a lot of people out there that do a lot of great for the cycling community, but I mean, the coming tap is a legend. And if it wasn't for the coming tap, I don't think that we would be here with me talking and you listening. So thanks, Bob. Happy birthday to you and come out tonight. Say what's up. Um, if you have any suggestions for future podcast subjects that I can maybe try to talk about, uh, you can, excuse me, you can leave comments here and, uh, or you can go to the, uh, cyclistnotbiker.com and leave me, uh, comments. Trolls are welcome. I love getting trolled. Um, I get trolled like fucking nobody. You would think that I was a goddamn politician. (coughs) Um, so yeah, if you'd like to hear, if you have any questions, if, if there's something you'd like me to cover in my area of inexpertise, uh, I would be more than happy to explain it. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the cyclist, not biker podcast, do the same. If you know me, just give me a call, shoot me an email, send me a message, whatever you got to do. I would love to have somebody else here besides Bathory's meowy old grumpy butt. Uh, to talk about bikes and bullshit. So anyway, have a great Taco Tuesday. Get out there and ride your bikes. It's a beautiful day. Love y'all. Peace.